Yeah, you know what it is. Tobacco. Grape. Aerosmith featuring Beck. I kind of like it because when I run to the top of the hour and I only have two minutes left, I can do that. Welcome and thank you for putting your ear hole next to KRWF 95.9 LP FM's output. We're here for you, the world's best independent radio station as far as I'm concerned. Welcome. Again, RadioFreeFargo.org, streaming wherever you're at. You can listen to that. Right before me, side stage with Trav 1 to 3. That happens every Thursday on your FM dial. Right after that, Canada Talking D with Wilson. We talk about cannabis in a positive light. We talk about cannabis legalization. Everything cannabis for the next hour. And then at 5 o'clock, we got Stinky Arts Music Mart, Locals on the 8, Radio Free Madness, Black Ring Ritual, and that's got you settled in for Thursday. Notwithstanding the other days on this beautiful radio station, there's a variety, various DJs, look into it. And then you can say, hey, the radio station I listen to is 95.9. 420, we open a big fat bag of cannabis news. This Thursday's no different. Man, we got a bunch of stuff to talk to. What else to talk about? But, you know, when this is live, maybe you say two, maybe you say about. This weather, though, huh? You guys can't tell, but I'm in a Speedo. That's right. It's green. I guess you guys probably would have guessed that if I was in a Speedo, which I am, I, I swear, I, uh, I, I can feel like just like the lower part of my hind end skin touching the chair of the chair that uh, Stinky Art will be sitting in later. And that's just a gift for him, for me. But again, this show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Body butter, that's what they do well. And that's what you can get. You can get it downtown here, Tochi Products. You can get it at odds to ends in West Fargo, I think. I have it in my cupboard. I put it on my feet. My feet thank me. And my feet actually told me to tell you guys that if you need something for chafing, cracking, smacking, and flacking, get yourself some body butter. BlackCottageAlchemy.com. Sponsoring this show for another year. And uh, we thank them or her for their support. And so support them at Tochi Products. BlackCottageAlchemy.com. I believe cannabis was made by the wonderful man upstairs, God himself, to use us humans to use for whatever we see fit. I worship him at Antioch Church every Sunday at 10 a.m. Feel free to join me. Now strap on your resin-sewed seatbelt, and we're going to scream through uh, this uh, show about cannabis. Again, Can I Talk ND on Instagram. We're going to play this minus the music up on the YouTubes. Uh, also on the uh, podcast platforms, one that's got the word pot in it, the other that's a fruit. I also uh, have to amend and disclaim that I would much rather you listen on 95.9 RadioFreeFargo.org. But if, in fact, you can't and you need to tap in on what's going on with cannabis legalization, CanTalkND.com uh, is the YouTube. Whatever you click on that, it'll take you there or the podcast. And again, I would rather you just came here every Thursday. Kind of talking D with Wilson. Preceding side stage with Trav 1 to 3. Right after me, Stinky Art. Radio Free Madness. Locals on the 8. I might have mixed them up. Black Ring Ritual. And now, I believe we better play a little toony tune. And uh, I dug this guy so much last uh, week that I, th- I I dug in and I look around. Here's this guy who does just like hammer-on guitar stuff. Here's the Gorillaz cover. Feel good. Luca. Yeehaw, that was Luca Strick Agnoli. Feel good, Inc.
That's a gorilla's cover here on KRWF 95.9, Radio Free Fargo. Welcome, everybody. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. We talk about cannabis in a positive light, cannabis legalization, uh, first and foremost in the state of North Dakota, of course, and then uh, the state surrounding us. And then, man, I'll go all the way to Singapore if the news about cannabis is interesting enough. And I hope everybody loved the uh, segment last week about donkeys eating the weed because that was really exciting. And I wish we had a crazy animal segment today, you know, because that was such a, you know, change of pace. And I mean, the fact that that is that is something that whoever wrote and whoever did the study thought might be poignant and relevant enough that they needed to do a, uh, you know, a, an assessment and a, uh, a test of feeding cannabis to donkeys just so they can tell all the other donkey, you know, bud feeding donkey owners, you know, what to do and what not to do. But anyway, kind of talking D with Wilson at 420. We open a big fat bag of cannabis news. I can assure you this uh, week is no different. And uh, I look forward to seeing your smiley little faces at 420. I'm going to rattle a little bit. Normally, I would tell you about ND for Freedom, a Cannabis Act petition being circulated uh, at Orange Records and Tochi Products, but I can't do that because uh, it's not being circulated. Uh, there wasn't enough signatures. They, uh, you know, didn't make it in time. Uh, they're regrouping. Uh, we'll see what comes out of them. But until then, just uh, be good stewards. Educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling bored, write up a ballot initiative or call your legislator or do something, do something, you know. But again, uh, I would think we win when somebody figures out a three to seven sentence paragraph that debunks sufficiently all these fears that these weirdos have in the legislative sessions, you know, because. You know, until we get out of this weird reefer madness business, you know what I mean? I, it's like you like you like argue with the wall, and I don't know how to change that. So that's what we need to do. We need to figure out how to convince the people that can change the laws, which, you know, the people should be able to change the laws, but uh, that isn't working very well. So again, we'll keep you posted on what's ever getting down, getting funky, getting greasy, as they say. I hope everybody's having a great day. I'm having a pretty groovy day. It's stinking 41 degrees, y'all, in downtown Fargo. I mean, I I just, I mean, it was snowing like a mofo. Can I say mofo? I don't know. Lord, forgive me. Uh, that's just, uh, you know, initials for, you know, mama, mama forgot, I believe, is what mofo stands for. Mama forgot. But anyway, I mean, I, I walk to the store when I can, always, because I'm a real man. But I thought today, as I looked out my window, whoa, you know, like about 11 o'clock, I don't think I will. I mean, the snow was like gnarly, and it was straight razor blade, out of the south, you know. And then, boom, it was nothing. So I saddled up like a real man, not on a horse, just that's just a general euphemism for getting ready. You know, like mounting up, you know. I'm not really climbing up on anything. I'm just actually getting ready to leave. If, if you guys need a clarification, I gave it to you. But anyway, I want to say this, though. This this programming, this high-quality programming on Radio Free Fargo 95.9 is being underwritten by Teddy's Chicago-style cuisine. Teddy's with a Z brings Chicago-style flavors of Fargo featuring beef gyros, gyros, 
or gyros, depending on how you want to emphasize the syllable. Italian beef sandwiches, steak tacos, and beef hot dogs. Teddy's is located at 530 6th Avenue North in downtown Fargo. Teddy's is open 11.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8, Friday to Saturday. Closed on the Lord's Day. Good for Teddy. Look for Teddy's with a Z on Facebook for more information here on 95.9 Radio Free Fargo brings us to the second grouping of music. And uh, just get let's get funky. We got some jazz here. Not everybody's going to dig it. Uh, my friend Adam Q would say this is space music, but it's my show. And it is about cannabis. So let's get started. Here's Greg Spiro, Mono Neon, Video Game Soundtrack. And then brand new Invite Your Eyes by Dave Harrington, Kenny Wilson. Here you go, 95.9. And there you have it on KRWF 95.9. First on that set was video game soundtrack, Tiny Room Sessions, featuring, featuring Rosalind Sirota. That's my boy, Mono Neon. And then Invite Your Eye, brand new by Dave Harrington. And that brings us to 420, where we talk about cannabis in a positive light. We open a big fat bag of cannabis news. Can of Talk ND with Wilson right around the corner. But first, Radio Free Fargo invites you to the Grand Ole Brewery. That's a play on the Grand Ole Opry, if you guys didn't figure that out. It's an all-star jamboree, a real hootin', hollering good time. Join us for a night of live performances for some of the area's most talented singer-songwriters, including Zach Thomas, Brian Lowry, Brianna Helbling, Aaron Simmons, and more. That's Friday, March 4th at the Hall, Fargo Brewing. Check out jpresents.com for more details. It's brought to you also by Radio Free Fargo, which is exciting. A new music tradition begins Friday, March 4th at the Grand Ole Opry. I might also mention that the Jensen Sisters and David Allen is also going to be there. So again, get out, support local radio and local music because you're supposed to. Now, let's get on the other side of this. You know what's going on. It's time for... Kind of talking D with Wilson. Boom. 95.9, Radio Free Fargo. Get dice in the cylinder. Polish up your medical card. It's time to learn, y'all. Yo, it's Wilson from Canatalk ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. We'll stop right before the stinking talking goes, huh? All right. Welcome, everybody. Kind of talking to you with Wilson. I love each and every one of you. Are you in Fargo? What's up? 41 degrees. Are you kidding me? I mean, I all the frost has melted off my... All the... All the frost has melted off my suspenders. Because I wear suspenders 24 hours a day uh, because uh, somebody in, uh, you know, in Ukraine told me to, so I did. And I've never taken them off. It's crazy. Even the little buckles are rusted. I don't care. But now we're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light. We're going to talk about cannabis for the next 20 minutes or so. Thanks for joining me. We're going to start with Colorado here. Cannabis moment. Colorado set a cannabis sales record in 2021. I'm giving you three seconds to decide in your head how much that is. I've now counted to three. So Colorado broke another cannabis sales record. We're going to give you the number right now. $2.22 billion. Stinking dollars in cannabis purchases last year. Now, I want to mention there's a graph on this article that shows recreational cannabis sales and tax, you know, going steadily up from its, you know, commencing from its inception, 2014, which seems kind of crazy. We're in the eighth year because it seems like it's kind of been longer. That medical has not changed at all. There hasn't been a whole lot of fluctuation between uh, the need 
now as as opposed to 2014, which is interesting to me. Because if you look at the graph, you look at the wreck, it goes straight up, you know, up to the moon. And then medical just stays right where it should be. So I think that's a good sign, I think. You know, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, listen to these tax revenue dollars. Uh, the new figures released on Thursday, uh, Colorado Department of Revenue, they showed that the state took in $423 million in tax revenue. Uh, the prior sales record occurred in 2020 when Colorado saw about $2.19 in sales. So since the retail market, cannabis sales have exceeded $12 billion. Uh, tax revenue for those sales has reached $2 billion. And again, that is stinking. It's stinking awesome. So let's give Colorado a stinking hand. Da, 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 for Colorado. Okay, so let's keep cruising. Again, we got a lot to go through here. Cannabis moment. This is interesting here. Uh, police seizure of marijuana dispensary cash leads to federal litigation. So let me see. I'll just read a little bit. The dashboard camera video shows eastbound interstate I-70 traffic whizzing past Dickinson County Sheriff's Department. Uh, deputy patrol car, which is parked crosswise in the median about three miles west of Abilene. Robinson suddenly pulls out into the left lane, accelerates rapidly, and within a couple miles pulls behind a white van, immediately moves onto the shoulder and stops. As he walks up to the passenger side window, it turns out to be an armored vehicle, which apparently he can't tell. It just looks like a van. I don't know. We'll see. Robinson tells the driver he pulled her over because the tag was partially obscured, then asks what she's hauling. From this traffic stop, a series of events unspooled, that's another word for unraveled, that resulted in more than $1.2 million being seized in what an attorney describes in court filings as the repeated and continuing highway robberies of armored cars by government agents, okay? Because it's federally illegal. And if you can search and seize federally cash monies that's came from cannabis sales. Now, we know that and you know that, but guess what? Federal law enforcement knows that too. The next day, May 18th, Robinson again stopped the van, this time seizing more than $165,000. By that time, law enforcement officials had placed tag numbers of vehicles owned by Imperial Logistics, the armored vehicle company, into a national database that allows high-speed computerized license plate readers to scan traffic and spot these vehicles no matter where they are. On November 16th, the San Bernardino County Sheriff stopped another Imperial armored car and seized about $700,000, y'all. On December 9th, San Bernardino officers again stopped an Imperial. Imperial seems to be the name of the hour here. Armored car. This time seizing about 350000 So between November 16th and December 9th, which is less than a month, these San Bernardino County sheriffs stinking ganked like, a, what is that? A million, a million dilly dills. Dineros. 65 million pesos. 3,100 million trillion rupees. The basis for the seizures, according to Imperial, the armored cars are transporting cash from state licensed cannabis dispensaries, such as credit unions or banks. Shocked isn't the half of it, said Deidre O'Gorman, the founder and CEO, describing her reaction on learning that the money from one of the company's armored cars had been seized in Kansas. I've been a banker my entire career, 26 years in the banking industry. After the California seizures, Imperial filed a federal lawsuit against several law enforcement agencies demanding federal government to stop these highway robberies. On Monday, the court denied the request for a temporary restraining order. The court is compelled to express its concerns regarding the litigation tactics. Holcomb advised attorneys to stop cutting procedural corners and reminding them of their obligation to be candid with the court. 
I don't understand what that means. Information gathered from interviews, court documents, and a viewing of the dashboard camera video exposed conflict between federal and state laws regarding cannabis and the eagerness of law enforcement officials to justify their urge to smash Imperial into submission. O'Gorman established Imperial in June 2018. Today it operates in 28 states. Uh, she decided to start it with hopes of trying to fix some of the challenges that I experienced on the other side of the service model, being a financial institution working with armored cars. Uh, they have uh, helped financial institutions. They don't launder. Uh, there are many that will. Uh, apparently, many people think there are no banks or other institutions that will accept money from dispensaries. There are that will, at least 700 nationwide, but the banks impose rigorous reporting and record-keeping requirements. Just keep that in mind. There are background checks, verification where money comes from and where it goes. All these things are scrutinized at a level that she's never seen before. So the seizure by law enforcement arises from the fact that while 18 states have legalized, so it's basically a federal thing. They're just lurking. They're lurking. So civic forfeitures are a process that allows for uh, copies, pig or ruse, to seize cash, vehicles, personal property, and da 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 And so now they're just doing this now, but they are supposed to have a legitimate reason for making a traffic stop. So if you follow someone long enough, they're going to commit some minor traffic infraction. So during the first stop, it didn't take Robinson long to pull over the van, and he wasted no time asking the driver what was in the van. The driver quickly explained she was on her way to pick up cash. She explained exactly how the money is stored, and uh, that's just crazy. So I just wanted to read that to you. Now, Virginia, this is from MaryJane.com, but it is on all kinds of articles. Virginia senator allegedly sold illicit, untested cannabis products at her hem store. Test, 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 test to this lady. A Virginia state senator has reportedly been selling fake, unregulated THC products at her hem store two whole years before adult use say, uh, sales are isolated to begin. Apparently, an advocacy group collected 66 cannabis products from hemp stores in the northern part of the state. Michelle Peace, a forensic scientist, analyzed these products. Out of all the 66 products, only one was actually labeled. Most of these items claimed uh, to obtain Delta-8. Uh, four of these products contained more Delta-8 than was advertised in the package. 19 had less than was advertised. Another 25 products contained more than the THC they were supposed to have. And 22 of the products didn't even have any stinking thing in it at all, people. Stinking Virginia senator. What concerns me is that people don't know what they're taking, said Peace. I mean, that's not so much what concerns me, but kind of. The most questionable, check this out, though. The most questionable products out of the whole batch came from the cannabis outlet, a hemp store owned by Senator Louise Lucas, president pro tempore of the state senate. Advocates reportedly purchased an infused Lucky Charm cereal bar at Lucas's shop that purportedly contained 600 mg's of THC, which I'd split in half probably, probably, probably thirds, maybe thirds, maybe eighths. Who's listening to me anyway? The packaging was designed to look like a legal California adult use edible and includes that state's T standard THC logo and government warnings. But check this out. Pieces lab test revealed that the Lucky Charms bar did contain Delta 9 THC, but wasn't supposed to have it. But only 8 mg's worth. So that's like 592 grams, milligrams shy. Regardless, it remains illegal to sell products containing even this tiny amount of Delta 9 in Virginia, since legal is not set to begin until 2024. Uh, advocates also found a vape pen in Lucas's store that contained 359 mgs of Delta 8 and 139 mgs of Delta 9. A powerful and illegal combination. Now, that sounds wild. I mean, I never even thought about mixing Delta 8 with Delta 9. I mean, why not? You know, maybe have Delta 8 
pen, a Delta 9 pen, and then a CBD pen, and then just bang all through three of them like a boop, 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 boop. What's going on here? This is Kind of Talking D with Wilson, if you guys are wondering. We're talking about cannabis in a positive light, cannabis legalization, cannabis news that's happened in the last week here on 95.9 KRWF, RadioFreeFargo.org. Now, mislabeled hemp products are not unique to Lucas' store or even to Virginia in general. Everything's mislabeled in Virginia, I guess. Uh, as typical for all things cannabis, the federal government is largely responsible for these problems. You bet they are. In Wisconsin, for example, a man is facing 50 years in jail for selling CBD products that purported to be legal, but in fact contain as much as 40% THC. Now, I mean, as a guy that tries to stay on the right side of the law and, you know, and, uh, you know, make sure God's happy with me and all that stuff, you know, I've kind of changed the way I thought and acted and behaved, you know, notwithstanding, of course. And uh, I have no idea what's going on out there. But I do have an update on the crazy pot brownie baker. Remember him in South Dakota? He whipped himself up a little pan of pot brownies. Now, this 46-year-old man, I, I must say, shouldn't have been living with a stinking mother. For crying out loud, get out of the basement, bro. Because that would have changed a lot of the, uh, the problems here. But again, a 46-year-old man was living with his mother who liked to play cards. She thought, hey, I'm going to bring these brownies to my card-playing ladies. You know, a bunch of blue hairs, which is code for old. But anyway... They started having issues. They went to the hospital. He got busted. So the 46-year-old man has pleaded guilty. It's a felony drug charge. Uh, Michael Caranda waived his uh, preliminary hearing and entered his guilty plea. As part of a plea deal, both the pros and defense recommended he receive a suspended sentence. He might also be required to pay any medical bills not covered by insurance. I guarantee it. But I'll keep you posted on that. I'm kind of curious to see what happens with my boy, Michael Caranda. In South Dakota, I, I hope they, I hope they're good to him. But here's another little article from Keloland, Keloland, whatever. South Dakota Senate set six plant limit on cannabis. Now I don't know if you know this, but I believe it was three initially. Like, like South Dakota has sucked so bad towards the people's wishes that I figured they'd probably yank this limit, maybe give them one mature, one growing, you know. But we'll read this a little more. One of South Dakota Senate's leading voices on legalizing cannabis had the acceptable answer Monday on how many cannabis plants a medical cardholder should be allowed to grow. Senator Mike Roll, my boy, said a cardholder could have up to three flowering ones and three non-flowering ones. The Senate agreed with this amendment, 29 to 6, plus you senators, to send the SB across the House of Representatives for their action. Now, it must be said that the House of Representatives know likely to cannabis. They are cannabis devil worshippers will say so i am 26 called for at least three homegrown plants apiece if cardholders wanted to raise their own so this gives them an extra three uh the house previously voted 41 29 to send the senate that called for no homegrown but a senate committee rejected it four to two so the house no likey no likey so anyway senators also passed one other cannabis related bill they voted 35 to zip that guidelines for location of smaller municipalities that don't have zoning ordinances so, you South Dakota peeps, you get six plants. Good for you. Now, let's talk about this. MJ Biz Daily, world's first in-airport cannabis store taxing tour takeoff in Canada. Now, sometimes I've thought about wanting to uh, write for uh, news and articles and stuff because of the, you know, the English metaphors, you know. 
world's in airport taxing toward takeoff. Of course, they're going to say taxing toward takeoff. You have to. It's an airport. But the cheeky cheekiness of it all kind of gets me fired up. Like, it's like I wanted to come up with that. But anyway, the Prince George Airport in B.C. is one step closer to hosting what reportedly would be the first world's in airport store of the Ganj. Uh, the Prince George City Council voted in favor. Uh, the retail brand Copilot plans to open its airport terminal store by the beginning of summer, which means like like tomorrow. We think that one potential segment are customers who are looking to purchase cannabis products and potentially consume them before traveling. Here, here. Absolutely. I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, I just, I think it, it, it seems rude to me, right? Like if you have a plane of 100 people and 20 of them decide to consume, you know, Graham cones is so stinky. They're going to be so stinky. Now, cannabis isn't stinky, stinky, but still, I I would hope that they would uh, they would cater the kind of products at the airport where you know maybe vapes, maybe edibles, you know maybe some dabby dabs, you know get a rig and some dabs and boom, you'd be ready to fly, player. But anyway, I digress. It's not necessarily because we view cannabis as a way to get intoxicated before traveling. It's that cannabis is a product that people use to relieve stress. Travel is stressful. It's a practice that already exists. And you certainly can get a bunch of booze. And I guarantee you, if I get stoned up or medicated, I like to call it, and you get all jacked up on Jack, who's going to be the unruly piece of crap on the plane? It ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me, I guarantee you. I'm going to be snacking, reading, sleeping. And the idiot who had 13 jacks is going to be ordering as many more jacks as he can get. He's going to be squeezing the steward's butt. He's going to be breathing his nasty breath over the top of the chair, trying to talk to some chick he thinks is hot. It's a dude. He gets upset when he realizes the chick's not a chick. It's a dude, but the dude was very duty, and you were just very drunky. Meanwhile, I'm sitting back going, dude, I'm glad this edible's kicking in because that is crazy to watch right now. I'm not even watching my phone. I'm watching this idiot all jacked up on Jack hitting on this dude thinking it's a chick. You see what I'm saying? So I say more power to it. But the smell, I'm, I'm sensitive to people's thoughts about that. You know what I mean? And there's so many other, and it's, I'm not so sure that smoking is the healthiest way to go. However, I know that I've been in some serious mental ways and I just couldn't get my hands on anything else but a flower. And it's, it just, it, it does what it needs to do. And God bless America. You know what I mean? And good night to each and every one of you. Just kidding. I still got more to talk about. But anyway, there's going to be a cannabis consumption area planned. Uh, they, uh, they figured, uh, the store would be centrally located in the airport between the check-in hall and the security checkpoint. Uh, it's uh, it's funny because in the Monday night presentation, he said the store wouldn't sell to airport or airline staff on shift or, identify, or identifiable as such or to travelers with international transits. Um, I think it's hilarious. Uh, air travelers may legally bring cannabis on domestic Canadian flights. I didn't know that. Prince George Airport's non-smoking zone, in case you guys were wondering. Uh, this is in line with what you see happening in other Canadian airports. Uh, there is uh, Vancouver, Kalawana, and Calgary are three that you might have traveled through, and they have cannabis consumption areas. 
Well, I'm thinking about going to Canada, especially with this whole trucker's convoy. I don't know what you guys think about that, but hey, I love when people uh, stick up for their, you know, for what they believe. I believe it's an underdog thing. I don't think it, I think it's awesome, but that's just my opinion. Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, now, Mississippi, you know, has been crazy. I mean, the governor didn't want to sign the medical cannabis thing because he thought 3.75 or whatever an eighth is was twice as much as a medical person would need. And that guy's on crack. But they finally uh, figured out the medical and they signed the medical in last week. So it became the 37th state to have medical cannabis. Now, here's the article. Federal power utility, federal being the key word here, threatens to shut off the lights on cannabis businesses after Mississippi legalizes medical cannabis. You want to hear more, you say? Sure. A major federally owned electrical utility is threatening that it will cut off its services to companies that are cultivating or selling cannabis. Regardless of state law, says these federally owned babies, the Tennessee Valley Authority, otherwise known as LAME, released a statement about its federal obligations while cannabis remains illegal under the CSA, which these kind of people love to bring up. Now, TVA is the main supplier of electricity to the state's northern region. This is a complex and involving issue, said TVA. No, it ain't. Stop. No, it's not. Just keep providing electricity and mind your own stinking business is what you need to do. We Oh, oh here we go. We respect the role of state government making the decisions, but, but, we respect the role of state government making these decisions, but as a federal agency, TVA is required to comply with federal statutes. Oh. The federal utility company argues that while it is under contract to provide wholesale services to local power companies, the federal law means that its resources and funds may not be purposely used to facilitate activity that potentially violates federal law. I would argue that there there's more stuff that's happening like that. You know, like I bet there's chop shops and stolen vehicles that are getting painted and rims thrown on or your grandma's you know stinking subaru that was stole out of a costco last week i bet you the lights that are on while they change up your poor grandma bless her heart's car is provided by this federal thing you don't think it's federally illegal to steal cars from your dear old grandma change them another color and then sell them to a mexican in miami you don't think you you don't think that's federally illegal I mean, what do you think they do it by candlelight? No, they use electricity. You're going to tell me, well, we purposely don't know that. Well, things ain't about the, you know, like the massage parlors. You think the only thing going in there is uh, oil on your back? What do you think they're doing that by, uh, you know, solar light? No, they're using TVA's federally provided electricity. You don't think it's federally illegal to run a sex trafficking ring out of the giant panda at a strip mall in Moorhead? It is. You don't think they got electricity? They do. So anyway, that's just my uh, that's just my two cents. And uh, if you divide it by one, that's uh, just like some less than two cents. So anyway, um, that's that. But now check this out. Now, cannabis moment. Today, now that article was two days ago. Today, federally owned utility company walks back threat which is code for the little big baby's buckle to block electricity for cannabis business. Now, I haven't read this, so I'm kind of curious. Federally owned utilities stirred controversy after it refused. I just read you that. Uh, Congressional lawmakers and Mississippi regulators uh, 
they stinking condemned him. Uh, here is, let's see. Okay, so, but now TVA, in a clarifying statement on Thursday, that it has an obligation to serve our customers with safe, reliable, low-cost energy and will continue to do so. There will be no interruption in service because of this newly signed law. Okay, let me just read this. Here's Tennessee Valley Authority, the electrical company. Now walking back what they had said in the article I just read to you. Okay. We want to be clear about TVA's position on the implications to our energy service to Mississippi customers. customers. TVA has an obligation to serve our customers with safe, reliable, bop, 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 bop. There will be no interruption in service because of this newly signed law. The broader issue is a complex one and represents a conflict between state and federal law. We are looking to the appropriate federal agencies for further clarification and requested additional guidance. Our service to our customers remains unchanged and we will continue to work out our mission. So, I don't know. I don't know. But here's Brandon Presley. Let's see who Presley is. Um, Presley... Let me see. Much confusion has ensued in the past week due to a statement sent out that uh, would not be providing electrical uh, electricity to licensed businesses. Uh, statement has already caused some medical uh, facilities to look at other areas of the state. A licensed facility uh, under Mississippi law is no different. It is a long-held principle in state law that electric utilities have an obligation to serve customers without discrimination. So, there you have it. Can't talk and D with Wilson here on Radio Free Fargo, 95.9 KRFF on your stinking dial. Every Thursday I get in here at 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And uh, this week is no different. I just uh, had one more article and uh, I messed it up for you. I'm going to see if I can't uh, find it fast again here for you. And then we'll get it read. But uh, anyway, thanks for joining me. I'll be back here next Thursday to talk about cannabis in a positive light. And I'll do that with uh, with ease. And uh, I hope everybody is enjoying this beautiful weather. Here we go. We got the article up for you. Governor Newsom's under fire as problems grow for legal cannabis in California. This was four days ago, Times of San Diego. Okay, California's voters legalized cannabis. So basically, uh, if I don't get through all this, let me just tell you this. California was one of the first ones to legalize cannabis. But they're in a problem now because it's become very greedy. All kinds of things going on. And the black market is thriving because of greed. So taxes now is almost 50%. It's 50%. You can't make a product. You can't make a profit. So what's happening is dispensaries are selling on the black market so they can you know so they can support the above ground market because of the taxing there's just no profits you know so anyway california voters legalized cannabis in 2016 uh, it was a victory for gavin newsom he spent months uh traveling around getting it done uh let's see uh five years later um, oh, five years later, Newsom as governor, Newsom as governor, farmers, dispensary owners, and other advocates are calling on him to rescue a legal market they say has been pushed to the brink of collapse by a steep drop in prices and the inattention of a man who was once prominent proponent. Uh, 
the cannabis industry appeal for help is aggressively aimed at the heap of taxes that put it at a disadvantage with the robust illicit market. So they have proposed a boycott of the state's cultivation tasks, tax unless there's a financial relief. Uh, Newsom expressed support for taking unspecified steps to stabilize the market, but he seems unlikely to embrace radical changes to the system. He put his name on with Prop 64. No plan has materialized yet, and his office ain't saying anything. Uh, Newsom once stood at the forefront. He declared at the time he was not pro-cannabis. He says he was never tried it, but vehemently anti-prohibition. After 57 of California's approved the measure, his focus has shifted to health care, blah, 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 blah. But there is widespread frustration uh, because uh, there's an alternative to dominant illicit markets. Uh, legal sales in California reached $4.4 billion in 2020. As experts estimate illegal sales could be at least twice that much. Uh, long before uh, these problems are not entirely Newsom's creation. But in addition, taxes stacked by state, it's uh, by as much as 50% for consumers. Uh, he's responsible for setting the agenda, but basically small farmers, you know, the situation reached a breaking point in recent months for growers, California struggling people. But anyway, I think we're going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. My throat says stop there. So let me tell you this, this hour on 95.9 FM, KRFF, LP Radio Free Fargo is being underwritten by Orange Records. Orange Records offers a variety of new and used music on vinyl and CD, as well as a large selection of posters, DVDs, and much more. Orange Records buys used vinyl, CDs, and cassettes. Orange Records is located at 641 First Avenue North in downtown Fargo. They are open noon to 630, Tuesday through Saturday, and are closed on Sundays. Those are the winter hours. Search Orange Records Fargo on Facebook for updates and new arrivals and special events. And thanks for checking me out here. We're going to jump into a, uh, a classic ditty by my uh, good friend Jerry Garcia. Here's Casey Jones, Grateful Dead, 95.9. And you know that notion has just crossed my mind. That's Casey Jones, Grateful Dead, 1970, here on RadioFreeFargo.org, KRWF 95.9. Thank you for listening to Kind of Talking D with Wilson. A big old fun hour has been had by all. Cannabis information is what I provided you. Up next is Stinky Arts Music Mart. Locals on the 8, Radio Free Madness, and then Black Ring Ritual gets you out the door on your Thursday. Make sure you come back, though, for Friday because there's stuff going on country in the morning if you're into that sort of thing. This show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Tochi Products downtown in the lovely heart of Fargo has got your products there. The body butter is what you need. 1,600 mgs of CBD in the stuff. You got a bunch of oils, comfrey, myrrh. I forgot the tub to read off of today. But again, you'll be happy that you pick some up. Thank you to Black Cottage Alchemy for sponsoring Kind of Talking D with Wilson. Again, I'm going to get out of here and let your boy Stinky Arts Music Mart get in here and do whatever he does. I'll be back here next Thursday. You know that I will. 420, we'll have a bag of cannabis opened. I think I messed that up, but it's all right. But again, I just also wanted to mention March 5th, Friday, March 4th, Radio Free Fargo and Jade Presents Grand Old Brewery. And my boy, David Allen, who I'm going to play right now, will be there. So educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. We'll see you back here next Thursday. Here's David Allen, Judgment Day. Peace.